Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Renderos Brothers. I am Sam. I'm Mike. And we are going to jump into the final fucking episode. Last episode of the year. Of The Mandalorian. The season's over, finally. Finally, it's over. No, I yep. mean, I, I, we'll talk about it. Uh, thank you for joining us. As always, you can find us on anchor.fm slash the Renderos Bros. And with that, let's get started. Yeah, it was horrible. Horrible. Yeah. Yep. I mean, well, I mean, fuck, dude. Like, oh, by the way, hey, welcome. Uh, yeah, do we just, do we have a conversation off, off, off record? Yeah, we did. Um, but, so my my brother, uh, why don't you tell the story? <laughs> I fucking took my uh, <clears throat> took my dog get a haircut. Well, wifey did, and um, they uh, took all his hair off <laughs> completely. Bald when we said just uh, get the areas that had like the little gnats and shit, you know? Yeah, because uh, we wanted to grow his hair back out because it'd been a while uh, since we fucking he had like some rash on his neck, so we fucking. Uh, cut around right there around that area so it, you know we were trying to get that back to to length where everything would match up but fucking they fucking shaved him and they like trimmed his fucking face like half assed essentially the haircut looked like I could have done it pretty much <laughs> and I was just like what the fuck the I haircut like, looked, I saw his hair today because when I pulled up uh, it's super short and, I, and it's like yo he, he this is the dog that he is he has long hair you know right uh, what kind of dog is it again it's a golden doodle a golden doodle yeah, and you had him neutered, so yeah, yeah. I can't, you know, control that pet population, everybody. Yeah, um, fucking, yeah. Uh, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> no, not Peter. Uh, ASPCA. ASPCA. Let's, let's talk about some people yeah, who are really like not trying to kill animals. Um, you know, but I mean, like that's, <laughs> yeah. I mean, with uh, with our you know Maltese Coco, uh, you know, we we shaved him down one year a little too close to this time of year. Yeah. And, you know, like, but I shaved him down because his hair, you know, the kids are really bad about brushing his fur. So he got really knotted. And so I was like, fuck, man, like, this sucks. Like, you know, it's hard to wash him like this. So I was like, I got to trim him down. And I tried to do scissors, right? Get the knots out with scissors. It was just. No, nats it was on a uh, dog for some reason. Oh, really? I had no yeah. idea. Uh, I don't, I don't, you know, that's the thing. I fucking don't have a clue. But anyways, so like. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's real tough to get it through with scissors. So I was like, fuck it, I'm going to buzz them down. And, dude, those gnats went down real fucking bad yeah, on yeah. It, on the dog. And I ended up, basically, he was like. But uh, he was, he did his attitude change when he was done with it? Oh, he hated it. Right? They, because he's like, cold. He's cold as fuck. Yeah, they're like, they like act different. No, fucking Groot doesn't even fucking want to move. No, not at all. He like sits down and fucking just stays there. And Sulks? Like, yeah. He probably much. hated it. I mean, that's probably what it is because the thing is, like, when you change, I think, the dog's environment, what they're used to, how they feel, because, like, right, like, they can feel, they have more sensitivity because they're all their fucking nerves are exposed yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, fucking Coco, right? We had to get him a sweater. He was miserable. Oh, he, this fool has a vape fucking sweater. He, he's been on point. He's been through, <laughs> so he threw it on. But still, he's just, I just feel like uh, he's supposed to have so much fucking hair. Yeah, that that it's definitely a big fucking change for him. Because golden doodles also traditionally they allow them to grow their hair fur out. Yeah, they're supposed to be fucking furry. You know, it's supposed to be like messy type of dog. Yeah, like fucking dope ass dog, of course. But they're they get easily uh, filthy. 
Yeah. You know? Oh, dude, uh, there's no joke. Yeah, the, the Maltese and they, and they play like the play. So yeah, know? and the biggest problem with the Maltese, I don't know about the Golden Doodle, but like the Maltese is hypoallergenic because they don't have that underfur, right? Like when dogs shed, it's from them having the underfur that helps them stay warm. Yeah. yeah. Like the Maltese is just no, it's hair. Yeah, I think he probably is because he doesn't shed too much. He okay. sheds super light, super light. He shed a lot when he was younger, huh? Yeah, when he was younger, yeah. I yeah. think maybe he'll shed. He'll probably it's probably because he doesn't have. Too much hair. But. Yeah, because uh, our um, our second dog Mocha, uh, he, shed a gang. He fact. sheds a gang. Uh, like that fool. I can that make a, like a Chihuahua. No, I, I, he's half yeah, Chihuahua, half Cocker Spaniel. So, it, which is really interesting to see on this dog in his behavior because he's got that skittishness of the Chihuahua, yeah. but the fucking absolute one hundred percent needy behavior of a Cocker Spaniel. Like the love it has for people. This guy right here, he will come like Chihuahuas are just skittish dogs. Yeah, they're aggressive dogs. He's not an aggressive dog. He tries, to, he pretends to be aggressive, as I like to call it. Yeah, but he is like the softest, like most chill. Like I've never had a dog like this. Like that's so needy though. Like I will be sitting on the couch trying to watch television, and he will come up and just hop up and like rest his head on my lap, and be like, "We're hanging out," and I'm like, "No, <laughs> we are not hanging out. Get the." Fuck off me. I'm like covered in fur. I'm like, you motherfucker. And I can yeah. start knitting shit. I give out uh, mocha quilts for yeah. Christmas. But um, yeah, dude, that sucks. And you know, I mean, the good thing is like uh his hair's gonna grow back. Obviously, just it's gonna take some time. But like, I, I am sorry about your dog. Yeah. <laughs> he looks different. He looks completely different. Oh, he looks yeah, I was like, he's supposed to look like it. And I saw him, I got home and then uh and then she got home with them, and I was just like what in the what fuck? What the fuck happened? Like, what the fuck? I was like, geez, what the fuck? Dude, it, was just, it was weird. You're like, this is my dog. Never heard of him. Yeah, uh. Exactly. Um, so, The Mandalorian, finally, Chapter 16, The Rescue, came out this past Friday on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, uh, it is the last the, episode of the season. The final episode of the season, The Mandalorian season. and his allies attempt a daring rescue. And... A daring rescue it is. Yeah. Um, you know, they it starts off with the doctor from the first season um getting chased down by Boba Fett and the crew, Dr. Pershing, and they find him and you know, Cara Dune shoots a dude in the face for riling her up because she's from, you know, Alderaan and lost <laughs> yeah. all her people. Uh so she shoots him in the face, they on an Imperial Ship try to sneak on board to where Moff Gideon is holding uh, Grogu. Yeah, and uh, they get on board, and it's a sh- it's a shootout. It's a fucking action packed episode with a lot of emotional stakes. It was the first time watching it that I thought somebody is going to die. I kept thinking that myself as well. Yeah, because uh, a you have almost all of the entire cast except Carl Weathers. You have Cara Dune there. You have Finnick. Oh, Boba Fett takes off. You don't know where he goes. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, but you have Mando, obviously. Uh, Din Djarin, or whatever his name and is. He had fucking... Uh, um, yeah. What was, uh, what was the fucking... That, that one chick? Finnick? Um, no. Uh, the one that wants to get uh, Moff Gideon. The, the, she wants the sword. Oh, right, right, right. Bo-Katan. Bo-Katan. Bo-Katan, played by Katie Sackhoff. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, she's like... Save him for me. Like, I want that motherfucker. Because it turns out, like, listening to some of my friends talk about the lore, because they've read the books, they've seen the entire Clone Wars, 
and Rebels, the Darksaber gives, like like Moff Gideon eventually in the later talks about, gives yeah. them the, the rightful claim to Mandalore and lead its people. And um, in the cartoon show Rebels, mm-hmm. one of the characters actually just hands Bo-Katan the Darksaber. And Rebels takes place right before the events of Cha- uh, episode four, A New Hope. Okay. Um, and so something must have happened between there and now where Bo-Katan is not about just hand me the Darksaber. I have to earn the Darksaber. Yeah. So as they're going through this shootout, um, you know, Ma- uh, the Mandalorian is sent on a side quest to prevent the Dark Troopers from being activated because it turns out they are now on their third generation of Trooper and they are now cybernetic machines. They are the T-800 of Star Wars. Cybernetic endoskeleton. And <laughs> and Bo-Katan and Finnick and Cara Dune are going to take the bridge, yeah. hoping that Moff Gideon is there. Moff Gideon, being as intelligent as he is, meets Mando in the prison where he's holding Baby Yoda. But before mm-hmm. that, Mando gets his ass kicked by a dark trooper. Yeah, for real. Dude. He's fucking manhandled for sure. Well, I guess... Well, the, mu- the music of everything, right? Like, the fucking Jesus Christ. I was so fucking nervous for Mando because, you know, like, like you think to yourself, like, oh, man, he's going to get fucking, fucking murdered. I thought he was going to get fucked up, like, where he couldn't even walk no more. Oh, wait, like that bad? Yeah. He's going to be fucking but, Professor X yeah, of the Mandos? That didn't end up happening. No, but, I mean, and I remember... Beskar, you know, the Beskar armor is work. indestructible. Uh, plot armor. Yeah. All right? <laughs> like, oh, no, no, he can't die. The armor will protect him forever. And just watching his head get pounded into the wall by the Dark Trooper, I was thinking to myself, this is it, dude. He's going to get some real massive sustained damage. Honestly, all those blows that he was receiving, I thought he's going to pass out or something. But somehow Mando is able to you know, use his best scar spear to, you know, jab it underneath the helmet area of the dark trooper and killing him. And then ejects all the dark troop troopers out into space. And you think to yourself like, fuck yeah, congratulations. Yeah. Um, so Cara Dune takes the bridge and realizes Moff Gideon ain't here. What the fuck is going on? And obviously like, you're like, oh, he's with Grogu. Yeah. Sure enough. And that's when he explains about the dark saber and how important it is because, you know, like his his whole plot, like you can have the baby. Like I I got what I need. Yeah, and I got his blood already. I got so his blood please. already. I'm done. We're yeah. done with this yeah. motherfucker. I don't need this piece of shit. Um, and obviously it turns out it's a lie. He starts fighting it out. I need this green goo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know he do I you know he starts fighting with Moff Gideon and the fight in the hallway is really fucking awesome and cool. You know, like you can tell that Moff Gideon is a skilled fighter clearly. Yeah. Um, because it does take Mando some time to fucking overtake him, which I really appreciated. I really appreciated that they 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 capitalize on the threat that Moff Gideon is. Yeah. You know. Um so but he's but, a good he's a good fucking uh he's a good new Darth Vader. Uh you know, I mean like they have a lot of like really interesting villains inside of uh the Star Wars universe. And so like I think it just helps out with with everything like being fleshed out when you have a good villain. You know, you have a story that you really latch on to. Uh, yeah, Giancarlo yeah. Esposito is a fantastic actor. Like, he brings so much to the roles that he portrays, right? I mean, there's a reason why people adored him in Breaking Bad. Yeah, you never seen that, though? 
No. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, it is. But I already know why he does. Yeah, just I, know, I mean, like, I mean, I know the main plot points due to the fact that I live on the internet, so therefore, uh, spoilers don't really bother me anymore because I already know. Like, I have to, I have to watch the thing immediately because yeah, if yeah. I spoil something for myself. Like, that's on me. Like, you know, I waited too long. Like, I, I talked about Grogu with one of my coworkers today. She had not caught up to the show. Oh shit! Okay. And I looked at her. I was like. Whoopsies. I'm like, do you know what world you live in? Like, I'm like, this yeah. is not. Anyways, you know, so. I heard of his name. I heard his fucking name before I saw the episode, too. Oh, did you? Yeah. Okay. I heard his name, but I didn't even give a flying fuck what his name was going to be. No, I, like, I the name think, is not I important. Think, I didn't think it was going to be Baby Yoda. It, well, it's funny. It's funny that people are so upset about the fact that his name is Grogu, and they keep calling him Baby Yoda, and I like, I love to correct them. It's yeah. Grogu. He has a fucking name. You respect it. Yeah, Even though exactly. I hate this little piece of Who's shit. Jedi, yo? <laughs> Even though I hate this little piece of shit. <laughs> so Mandalorian gets the upper hand and uh Moff Gideon, you know, brings him to the bridge and Mando realizes, Oh, was I not supposed to fucking capture him? Because Bo Katan's like, you son of a bitch. Yeah. Um and, and that's I, when he's still gonna surrender to you, but you know how to fuck him up because he's gonna kill a fucking He's gonna kill my boy. Yeah. He's gonna kill my boy. Um but it's fucking funny because, like, that sets up the third season, right, in terms of, like, what the next conflict is. Um, Mando has the Darksaber. He has the rightful claim to the Mandalorian. And Bo-Katan, she is the one who believes that truly she is the owner and rightful ruler of the Mandalorian people. And so that sets up a really interesting thing. Like, they're also allies now. Like, how does that dynamic change? Yeah. You know, so that makes it difficult for him. Um, and then the dark troopers come back into the ship. <laughs> yeah, they fucking just fly back in. Fly back in. Because they're fucking robots. Yeah. So. And you start thinking to yourself like. Space and then got fucking jetpacks and all sorts <laughs> of shit. I got jetpacks. Yeah. But dude, like the danger that they were in, like you could feel it. Like the music that was thumping, the score to the, you know, the, the dark troopers. And you think to yourself like, oh man, we're in, a, we're in this fucking shit for real. And then. X-Wing flies by the fucking window. They see the vehicle coming on the radar. And it's uh, a solo X-Wing. And I knew right away, fucking Luke Skywalker. Why? Because Luke flies... What the fuck's the giveaway, though? Because I didn't know what the fuck was going on. You didn't know? No. So Not until fucking I saw the green lightsaber. Because that is the the vehicle that he has flown since... Yeah, I know that. Since uh, Empire. But, but you know, I, I didn't expect... I didn't... Put two and two that it was just gonna be him, just him, you know. Yeah, I mean, like it could have been anybody, really. I mean, I was if you think about it, it was gonna be oh, they're fucking coming in to help them out, you know. Yeah, no, That's what I thought at first, like the other episode, when the because when they when they saw it in the radar, they were like, oh, it's a lone X-wing. That's weird, and you could have thought that, right? But then when they started fucking making the move for the docking, I was like, oh, it's it's clearly a Jedi. What Jedi has an X-wing? Which Jedi has been part of the rebellion? Uh, which Jedi abandoned his fucking X-wing into the water that you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, it's fucking Luke. Out with yeah, his fucking brains. Yeah, so you know, he comes out of the fucking elevator or whatever, or no, not even the elevator, off of his ship, and yeah. just starts fucking, you know, mowing down fucking people. Yeah, hell yeah. And you see, there's a couple, there's a couple of shots where you see his hand, the black glove where it's co- uh, covering his damaged hand from uh, uh, Return of the Jedi because it's five years later. Yeah, and he's holding the green lightsaber, and yeah, I was like, this confirms it. It's it's Luke. And, um, you know, he fucking mows down those dark troopers in that hallway like a fucking badass. Like, hell yeah, finally, some fucking 
some real shit. I think this is probably the the biggest moment in Star Wars where, you know, because people are always like, J.J. Abrams, right, is famous for saying that you can't satisfy the old fans of Star Wars while trying to bring in new fans for yeah. Star Wars. And I feel like this John Favreau and, his, and the creative team behind everything are like, oh, yeah, we can. Yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. we can. Because so many hardcore Star Wars fans that have been fans of the whole thing from the beginning, like, I'm a pretty big Star Wars fan. Not the biggest because I've been super disappointed from the prequels and the newer films. But, you so know. You like episode one? Fucking that Jar Jar Blinks. I fall asleep every <laughs> single time to Jar Jar Blinks. <laughs> um, you know, and so for me, like it really took the series to a whole different level in terms of its like the dramatic kind of writing and sequencing and everything, and they're connecting the whole universe together. Yeah, I just after after fucking uh, seeing that, I started to think like, oh, so what the fuck happens to Grogu by the time uh uh. Uh, fucking Ray comes into play because apparently there's no more Jedi's and all that kind of shit too. You know, I was like, what the fuck? Does this dude fucking die or some shit? Or he took off? Yeah, yeah. Or he came with fucking Darth fucking some shit. I, you know, honestly, like or Darth Maul or something. You know, <laughs> like a Darth Maul, like a little fucking Darth Maul. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't, know. I don't know. It, it does bring up a question of like what happens during the, you know, right before the events of the Last Jedi, because obviously Kylo. Because I didn't Ren- even know that this was taking place at that time. You know, and fucking. Uh, when Luke Skywalker, you know, they, all that bullshit. I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't realize that at all. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, the thing is, is, like, you know, yeah, I mean, so I know that Luke is trying to rebuild the Jedi Council, the yeah. Jedis as a whole, um, you know, and obviously Kylo Ren, a.k.a. Ben Solo, fucks everything up. And because for some shitty reason, Luke decides I'm going to kill my nephew even though I risked my life to bring my dad back from the dark side, somehow I gave in to temptation to try to kill my fucking nephew. <laughs> like, oh, fuck. It don't make no fucking... The fuck happened here? Yeah, I fucking... Dude, I cannot fucking... With the newer Star Wars films, don't make no fucking sense. But anyways, that's besides the point. The, the good thing is, is that Luke saves the day and, you know, the Mandalorian has completed his task. Yeah. Grogu is like, yo, dog... I'm leaving, son. I got to go with him. I want to be a Jedi. Yeah. And Mando shows him the ultimate level of respect by taking off his helmet and acknowledging, like, this is the man underneath, the man who cares about you and your journey. Yeah. And so many people were talking about, like, I cried during this scene. It was so fucking beautiful. Not only cried because, like, or shed tears for what what they saw, but, like, the emotional connection of this moment. And I got to tell you, I think I had the complete and opposite reaction. I was like... Fuck yes. No more Grogu. No more Grogu. I grabbed my 11-year-old and I started shaking her. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I just don't give a fuck about Grogu as a character. Um, But I do respect the relationship. And I respect that they, you know, they gave you this journey. Like, ultimately. So, you know, like, for me, it is the best episode of The Mandalorian. And is a big, like step for star wars as a whole because i feel like star wars was very all over the place with all the prequels and shit and like the clone wars was like the only thing that people praised 
about Star Wars and people enjoyed Rebels, but some people didn't like Rebels. It was like, it was a mixed bag with everything. Yeah. And so I think this was There's the a few characters that stood out from all those fucking series and shit. Yeah. And so I think this is the first time that you can actually show that you can bring in old fans, new fans to appreciate something new about the Star Wars universe and storytelling as a whole. Like in terms of like being able to revitalize the series, uh, so for me, no, John Favreau, fucking that fool's a beast, yo. Well, I think John Favreau also has a Who's real a smart fucker. He knows what he's doing. Real got level people around him, but he a got great people around him, right? Yeah. But secondly, he also has a, a love and respect for the material that came before it, whether or not he agrees with it, right? Like, obviously, this still takes place with the prequels as part of the story, yeah, uh, with the future films as part of the story. But even with maybe some disagreements about how it's all played out, he's able to find a way to connect them all and give you something new to look forward to. Yeah. Uh, you know, which I really appreciate. And then the credits roll. And uh, if anybody didn't stick around for the credits, here's your fucking warning. Go look at that right now. Uh, three, two, one. Yeah, I counted it. Fun. The Book of Boba Fett. Yeah, the Book of Fett. Bet roll up to fucking uh, Jabba the Hutt's location. Yeah, with his fucking... They murk everybody. And take the fucking throne. Well, it's fucking Bib Fortuna, which I didn't realize Bib Fortuna survived the the explosion of J- uh, Jabba's uh, floating palace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did not realize he survived. So when I saw him, I was like, this motherfucker survived? I was not like, holy much, shit. Not for very much longer. Not for very much longer. <laughs> <You know? laughs> he was like, oh, Boba, I thought you were fucking yeah, dead. Hey, what's up, friend. buddy? What's, amigo. Yeah, what's going on? Yeah. Whoopsies. Uh, and Boba lit him up. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, Finnick meets up with him again, and she sits down next to him like a fucking badass. Yeah, and, like, it, was, take it, it, was a good, uh, it was a good little ending right there. You know, it reminds Start for, like, fucking something brand new. The image... Sick. You know, the image reminded me of Conan the Barbarian. Like yeah. when fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger's character is sitting on the fucking chair waiting for his queen or whatever. I don't remember the movie very well. But Red Sonja? Uh, no, that's Red Sonja, which I think was a whole different fucking side, side plot story of characters in that comic book world. But like I said, I don't follow Conan enough to care. But um, <laughs> But you know what I mean? Like he's sitting in the fucking chair. And he looks like a fucking badass. Like he's like, I'm the fucking king, baby. And Boba Fett looked like a fucking badass sitting in that chair. But I like that Finnick just being his sidekick and someone that, like, obviously respects Boba Fett for saving her life. Yeah. Um, she also is like, let's fucking, let's get the shit that we're owed. Like, yeah. this is our time. So I'm really excited to see what this show is going like to Tony bring. Tony Montana and Manolo, my amigo. <laughs> you know? Except Manolo tries to fuck my sister and I'll fucking kill him. Um, uh, she's supposed to be mine. <laughs> you know, dude, it's so fucking oh, creepy. Sick fuck. It's such a fucking creepy fucking dun, thing in Scarface. Dun, dun. <laughs> Every time he fucking he starts to get upset over his sister, like, yeah, this was a creeper. Yeah, know? dude, exactly. Like that fucking control fucking Al Pacino's yeah. like a pussy like a pineapple or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> uh you know, it's fucking weird. But um thorns and all. Uh, <laughs> but dude, like all this shit that fucking Disney is planning for Star Wars is yeah. like really exciting. It's really yeah, fucking sick. It was a fucking good, uh, good ending to the season. It was fucking. Uh, it was just dope, man. I, I really, definitely, definitely enjoyed it. Uh, I got to tell you, like, dude, I wasn't sure how I was gonna feel by the end of the last episode. Like I said, the the, the stigma of the first half really fucked with me. Yeah, and also my hatred of 
certain aspects, like my own personal dislike. Like, there's nothing wrong with Grogu as a character. It just, I never clicked with him, right? Because I'm not about the cutesy shit. But I understand why it was important, right? Mandalorian is a guy who has lost a lot. You know, his whole family, his whole way of life before becoming a Mandalorian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was all about the Mandalorian life. And it took this this little, this child to help him realize that there is more than him being so sternly adherent to the ways of the Mandalorian, you know, at least the religious aspect of it all. Yeah. And so I really respected that aspect. Like the character growth that the Mandalorian had was fucking brilliant. It's brilliant. He learned yeah. to love in a world that he thought was just hard and, and hate-filled and rigidly followed by rules. Well, yeah, that fool was just out fucking trying to fucking smoke fools all right. day. Right, yeah, exactly. Paid, you know? Yeah, so, I mean, ultimately for me, like... The assassin it, made his match. Out of the Renderos Brothers 10-point scale of awesomeness, um, I don't even know. I just made that up. The scale um, of scales. The scale of scales. I'm going to give the show, the season, um, a nine for me. A nine? Yeah, because okay. I really felt like they turned it around so hard. Yeah, I'll give it a fucking... I'll give it a nine also. Yeah? I really fuck yeah. I definitely, definitely enjoyed that shit. The last, the last fuck couple episodes were just sick. The last, the back, the back half of this fucking season was yeah. back to back to back fucking dope episodes. Right, it's like it's like the Run the Jewels, the the their newest album. They, it's like yeah, they fucking, did the fucking, they did the opposite of what every show does. You have dope ass episodes in the beginning, and then you just turn to shit. Yeah, and this episode, these were like more like just chill. They were okay in the episodes. Yeah, yeah, and it just got fucking super dope. Yeah. Like, oh, what the fuck? Like, okay, I could fuck with this, and it just, <laughs> it, it 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 gets more uh, it gets more out of like uh that whole Star Wars uh kid type of fucking realm, you know what I mean? Because there's a lot of fucking violence, a lot of foods. Now there's no blood and gore like that, but the foods are getting smoked left and fucking right, you know what I mean? Which and it's not something that they really uh I don't remember ever them showing too much of, you know what I mean? Like it's that's the thing you haven't seen the Clone Wars, so that's where like I think yeah, Dave yeah. Dave Fiolini. But that's a fucking cartoon, you know what right. I mean? But the thing was is that like he also understood you're telling good stories Dave in Filoni. this world. Filoni. I always fuck up his name. Um, but the thing is, like, he understood, like me watching the the first season and a half, I'm halfway into season two of the Clone Wars, the absolute respect that he has for A, the fans of Star Wars, but B, young people in general who like people are like, oh, the Clone Wars, it's targeted to children. But he told hard fucking stories about death, betrayal, love, all that shit wrapped up in a fucking war. Like, there are people constantly dying in the Clone Wars. Like, characters you root for, and then they, you know, something happens to them, and they get fucking obliterated. Like, it, and you're like, fuck, they went there. Yeah. And so I think, like, for them to then take this material and do it now for a wider audience because the live action shows and they get more eyes. Nah, shit was tight. That yeah. shit was tight. They had to fucking add that violence, add that grown up element and fucking just pull in all sorts of fucking people into this shit. Oh, it was sick. It was sick. Yeah, so nine from both of us. Uh, what did you guys think? Let us know. Anchor.fm slash the Renderos Bros. You find the links to all of our stuff. Find us on Instagram yeah. as the Renderos Bros. And now our film of the week, the one that we are talking about, Christopher Nolan's the one and only. Uh, tenant, uh, which armed with only one word, tenant, and I'm getting this off of IMDb, by the way, uh, armed with only one word, tenant, and fighting for the survival of the entire world, a protagon uh, protagonist journeys through a twilight world of international espionage on a miss on a mission that will unfold in something beyond real time. Yeah, stars 
um, you know, John David Washington, uh, Robert Pattinson, and uh, holy uh, shit, fucking Michael Caine for a little bit. Michael Caine at playing himself. Um, <laughs> but it, written and directed by Christopher Nolan, uh, the one and only. Um, what did you think? Uh, fucking, I thought it was confusing as shit. <laughs> What's the fuck I thought? Yeah. I was like, what the fuck is going on? And and it's trying to wrap my fucking brain around the whole theme of being able to invert an item. Uh, really, I, I, I still, to this moment, I'm just like, what the fuck? What the fuck happened? Yo, okay. yo, what the yeah, shit? Yeah, yeah. Like, I thought it was kind of cool that that concept, uh, he was able to utilize that concept and, and, and kind of make a, uh, a space for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, which was kind of tight, but overall, I was it was just majorly like trying to trying to figure out like what the fuck is really going on right now, and why is this and why is that, and then some yeah. of the movements, you know, it's just it was it was a little off for me. Yeah, I I got to tell you, I have my issues with the film. I will say this: it is Christopher Nolan's, not one of his best films. It's probably like for me, like more a mediocre film. Like yeah. it's just okay. Um, but for me, like I enjoyed it, though there were things about it. Sure, the 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 idea of inverting time, flowing time. So we're all flowing forward through time, but there are objects that have been somehow chemically altered to reverse engineer itself to a specific period in our time point. Yeah, and John David Washington, who does not have a name, he is literally the protagonist in this film. That's his fucking name. Um, is set off on a journey to figure out how to prevent the apocalypse from happening um, by the character Sater. Um, and just, it is hard to follow. Like, I had to watch the film with subtitles on because the vocals, like, there was something about the recording about how he did the voices. They were very muffled and very kind of low-grade. Like, there's a lot of times where, like, the background noise interfered with what was being said. Yeah, Which I don't know if they were trying to do like, like they're oh. trying to do a fucking like uh, a little dis- distraction from what the fuck's going on, or yeah. purposely doing it or, or, to tie it in somehow, or trying to make it feel like this is how real life works. Like the audio sometimes is so loud that you're not gonna hear shit. I don't know. Like it was weird, <laughs> but you know, um, but also fucking speakers are out, bro. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like you know what I mean. Like when they're like walking around the fucking airport hangar or whatever, and they come out to where all the shipping crates are being moved. Yeah, and they're watching shit. Like they're talking, but there's like the loud roar of the engine kind of drowning shit out for them. And you're like, well, they can hear each other. Like what? What? Like if it wasn't for the subtitles, I would have never known what they would have said. Like I've seen the film without the subtitles and it's just hard to understand what's going on in the conversation. And okay. there's a, there's a lot of information dumps being told in these walking. Yeah. Sequences. Rapidly, rapidly just fucking, uh, just hit after hit after hit. I was like, what the fuck? That's yeah. what I mean. It was just like, it was a bit, it was a bit, uh, overwhelming in the beginning. Right. Just trying to try to keep up and piece the, the movie together. Essentially. I feel like I pieced it together pretty well only because of the subtitles, but then, I have a friend who was telling, asking me questions. No, I, I was like, the, I didn't even check the subtitles. I was like, I, I, I can't even tell you actually. Like now that you're pointing out these fucking things, like, well, he's like, well, is Robert is Robert Pattinson's character dead and he's traveling through backwards dead? Like, what is going on? Because 
He opens the door, gets shot in the face, but somehow still survives getting shot in the face. Like, how does this time shit work? I was like, wait a minute. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, because, well, there's a, there, there's certainly flaws, of course. One of yeah. the first flaws I noticed, uh, and I, I had to go back to confirm, was the fight scene, the very first fight scene when they're walking in, trying to steal the paintings or the fuck, and they walk into the the inverted uh, machine area where, you know, all that bullshit happens. Where they both run out. The guy, yeah, where he's supposed to be fighting himself. Yeah. The guy is white, you know what I mean? Like, noticeably white, because I understand he's wearing all that getup, but his their his wrists show. You know, oh really? His wrist show, yeah. And 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 I went back to fucking. I was like, wait a minute. I said, how could he be fighting him fucking self? Because uh, uh, Washington is you a know, black man. He's a black guy, and 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 <laughs> and his so, fucking wrist is noticeably darker than fucking the white than the other than the other stunt man. The stunt man. So you you tell me they 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 couldn't even hire a black stunt man to yeah, be able to take. They, no, they couldn't. The, I, the, I, I, and and uh, um. I tripped the fuck out on that. I was like, that's just, there's just small little things like that that are just, they're off. Yeah. And Some I, of the scenes, even, I feel like there was no reason to really uh, 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 show me that, you know what I mean? Or, or what, what the fuck was the purpose of, and why, okay, for opening scene. Right. Opening scene, they're about to go into the fucking, uh, into the fucking uh, auditorium, oh, right. into the auditorium. Right, right, right. Yeah, so the the movie opens up with uh, them attacking the opera house. Yeah, the opera in, house. Um, I think it's a Ukraine. Yeah, yeah, yeah some fucking. Who gives a fuck? I'm trying to get to the point. Yeah, I mean, this, the, the shit was is that okay? Everybody stand on standby, getting ready to throw the get. They throw that fucking sleeping gas. Yeah. Um. Everybody starts knocking out, and they crack open the doors, and they, and then like everybody goes in except for that one unit that he's part of. They have to fucking run way the fuck around to go up those stairs. Like, what? and nobody was standing by those stairs. Like, why were they not positioned at those fucking stairs already? It just is. It just the purpose of it. When you watch it the first time, you're cool. I saw it twice already. Yeah. And I only got about halfway for the second time when I was watching right, it again. Right, right, right. And the second time around, I was like, what the fuck is the purpose of prolonging that scene? And I said, why would you not already be, especially there's a tactical unit, why would you not already already be there? Secondly, is who's supposed to be a badass tactical motherfucker? Like, oh, what I do is this. How many times does he get caught within the first, like, fucking 30 minutes of the goddamn fucking movie, yo? Yeah. He gets caught like fucking three or four fucking times. He gets beat and beat and beat. Like I was like, "What the fuck, dude? Like, what the fuck is going on?" Well, it was also weird, right? Like the whole idea, like and every time they let him go, huh? Yeah. Like Jesus Christ! Like, nah, get the fuck out of here. That was too much for me. And, well, even at the end of the film, like when the like, well, I mean, like he sees that the backpack has the same red string yeah. from the person he noticed at the opera house. So the person who's dead inside of the mines, right? But Robert that was Pattinson fucking Rob Pattinson. Is, Robert Pattinson is going in normal time, and he gets shot in the face and opens it up. But then, like, the sequence shows him, like, getting up and continuing forward. Like, it's weird. Like, it doesn't... I feel like it doesn't make a lot of sense because I'm like, okay, so if he got shot and died here, how does he get to go back to the future to have this relationship? Like, is this... This is his end point, but how does he continue to tell... You know the protagonist, like, oh yeah, no, we had a lot of adventures. Don't worry, this is not the end. This is like, you know, this is your beginning. My this is end. the beginning. Is the end is the beginning. Yeah, it's so it's, it's so like some of the things like don't make sense. So I just tried to kind of look at it like this, like it was a it was a kind of an interesting ride to take visually. Some of the stuff was pretty cool. Yeah, some of the stuff was weird. Um, you know, I mean, like even even the plane crash scene. Uh, 
man, it, 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 it's, it's off. It's off. If you watch it again, you'd be like, ah, it's not, it's not fucking, it's not Christopher Nolan, yo. This cold COVID shit got to him, bro. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like, he had filmed this movie before. Yeah, no, but nah, it was. It definitely is like, because here's the way I look at it, right? Christopher Nolan has become obsessed with fucking time. Interstellar, right? It's like the time is running out for humanity. Those were tight. Interstellar was dope, no, no, though. I, no, no, don't get Interstellar wrong. was dope, and I got the whole fucking. The, but this whole theory of inverting an object, an object th- that to me, I was just like, well, how? How? And, and, yeah. And, and, and what the fuck? Like, right? What, like, this, and, this, and, this and, and did you notice that twice in the film they tell you not to think about it? Yeah. Like, just kind of go with it, right? Like he's like, wait, but how does this work? She goes, try not to think about it. And yeah. Like later on in the film, they're like, don't put too much thought into it. And it's just like, okay, but you're trying to tell me something. Like what, 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 what are, what are you trying to say? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But like, but for me, like his obsession with time, I think has gotten to the point where like he's been so successful as a filmmaker that he's like, I can do anything. And you're he like, started oh. with that shit though. And you're like, Chris, like settle the fuck nah, down, bro. Nah, who started with that shit? That who started with the Insomniac with Al Pacino. I, and that but, was like a, a, no, but, like, yeah, that's a movie a about but warp now, time and shit because the days has, prolonged and shit. Now he has the budget. Now he has the recognition to go and fucking really yeah. go into his own like head, right? It, it's almost the same thing like George Lucas, right? When he did the prequels, he had Yes Men only with him because there's a lot of behind the scenes where George Lucas is like, oh, I went a little too far here, but if I get rid of this, it doesn't make sense with this. And like he... He talked, you know, and but nobody was like, maybe trim up this, maybe like, you know, like, yeah, yeah. So I think with Christopher Nolan, like, we're getting to a point now where he's so fucking big that, you know, like, nobody's saying shit shit to him because they're like, this is the guy who did fucking Memento, The Dark Knight, or, you know, Eraserhead, like, yeah, and but fucking Inception, Inception. And so the thing is, like, I feel like the concept that has always been kind of the through line with him for me has been time, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. The, the distortion of time with Interstellar, you know, um, Dunkirk is told through three specific time periods, a week, a day, an hour. And it's like, okay, so cool. So you're obsessed with time. Yeah. We get it. Like, I don't want to die either, but time is running up, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and it's just, it's so weird to see him kind of explore these things. And and just, like, I think the exploration of this one was a bit, a bit too much. Yeah, because I, it just it just it makes no fucking sense, you know what I mean? Like if you try to even like you said, like that fool got shot in the face, so what the fuck? But how's he coming back? How does this make sense? If, yeah, like if his time period ended here, but he's still kind of moving through time. In even when verse, even when I, even when the 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 scientist says, he goes, oh, well, doesn't uh doesn't fucking uh uh what the fuck is its its reaction and then and then. What the fuck is it? She was again? almost like like force it, right? Like it's like the force you feel it. Yeah, because he's he's all like okay, he's like I didn't fucking grab the bullet. So, yeah, but it, but the but the bullet got convinced that like in the bullets in the bullets time you did fucking like what like what do you yeah. mean the bullets time and the bullets time like what the f- that, that to me I was like wait a minute as the fucking bullet has a fucking a brain and shit like cells yeah. and it's fucking like like it's moving through time like I I can't remember exactly what was said. Um even after watching it twice, like a fucking numb nuts. But um, I remember it was a scene where, where that scene in that scene, she says, "Oh, well, in the bu- in the bullets time, it's going in reverse, and you and you actually dropped it instead of picking it up, or you know, or instead of yeah." yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, "What the fuck? How the fuck is that even fucking?" 
plausible. Like, that's not, that's the fuck out of here, yo. He's like, well, there's no bullet in here. He's like, it's because you haven't shot. You, you're catching yeah, you it. haven't. Yeah, you're catching it. Like, what the fuck you mean? I'm catching it. He's like, whoa. He's yeah. Like, oh. And, and, and let me say this. So, I mean, like, obviously the cast is, is really good. Uh, you know, I mean, Robert Pattinson's really good in it. Unfortunately, like, I don't care about his dying or their relationship because you've spent no time me. giving me a relationship between these two dudes. They're mostly just info dumping. Like, this is how we're going to take the plot. This is how we're going to end up here. This is how we're going to do that. I'm like, yeah, but... I felt like a lot of scenes, too, where he was trying... Uh, uh, Christopher Nolan's trying to replicate what he's done already. Yeah. You know, like, the lack of... You know, but, but, like, but that's the thing, right? Like, Robert Pattinson and John David Washington. Okay, they're supposed to be the best of friends by the end. Like, when John David Washington's like, no, don't go. Don't die on me. And it's like, okay, cool. You want me to believe that they are fucking best friends, but you've given me no repertoire. Like, you've, you've there's no real relationship. They're not joking with each other. They're not, like, really, like, you know, bonding. They're talking, here's the plan. Here's how we're executing. Yeah. Let's get away with it. Don't be so dramatical. Yeah, exactly. And so it's it, it, it didn't feel like there was any relationship built there. Um, but, like... The the cast was good. They did their job. Like I'm not gonna complain about anything. Like fucking, uh, you know. Yeah, cast was cool. Movie was cool. It had its interesting it's, it's, scenes and shit like that. But overall, story wise, was really confusing. It really, confusing. really off because it's not. It just doesn't make sense with actual reality. Um, and there's no science to prove some fucking crazy fucking concept of fucking inverse inverting. Time. I mean, like it's, you know, it's, inverse of fucking television, huh? You know, like, I, so, what the fuck? Like, he's inver- inversing plutonium. So for oh, what me, was it again? <laughs> I mean, so like, what would you give Tenet? If you were going to give it a uh, fucking, on the Renderos Brothers 10-point system, what would Considering you that this is fucking Christopher Nolan and the high regards that I have all his other shit in, jeez, yo, he fucking, yeah, I, I'm going to go to five, yo. It was, just, it was just a movie. It was just a movie. It's funny because I was going to go with a six. <laughs> okay. But because for me, like, the concepts are so messy. You're convoluting the story so much. Yeah. It's hard to figure out. And what also it, that whole creepy fucking aspect of, uh, the, of the fucking that one the uh, the bad the bad guy fucking Seder. Yeah, his wife uh, like, cat is a cat. tormenting his wife and killing her and all that shit. It's like man, yo, people are gonna get traumatized with this shit. <laughs> yeah, fuck. I, but it just it didn't. There was also another thing was is that there is no real relationship. She's telling you right. Yeah, they only showed you a couple of moments where he's got a fucking prick, but like. The, the whole fear aspect that she has, I'm like, I don't really see it. Like, yeah. I get it after he assaulted, like, after the fact. Like, leading up to that moment, I didn't see, like, why she was so scared of him. Yeah. You show that shit first, and then you got me on board. You show me the... Rel- and, like, and so I, th- I think that it's his messiest film by far in terms of, like, what he's yeah, going Yeah, I'm telling for. you, even the fact that the fucking main character gets captured uh, so Not many you. times... In the movie, just itself, it just it, it makes no fucking sense. Like, what yeah. the fuck? Yeah, yeah. No, and so for me, like, yeah, it's a six, and it's a five for you. Uh, what did you guys think? If you saw Tenant, let us know. Um, yeah, I fucking paid for this shit. Yeah. Thought um, I was going to the movies, <laughs> and that shit turned up, and shit, fuck, man. Um, I, I, wasn't, I, I, I was not too, not not very thrilled about this. Yeah. Uh, you can find us on IG as the Renderos Brothers. Uh, I don't I think we have any tidbits this week, do we? Oh, yeah, I got a couple. A couple. A couple just, for uh, right as the, the, the holiday is approaching? Yeah, just a couple simple ones. You know, uh, I uh, heard there's a series based... On Alien coming to... to there, uh, yes. That's uh, going to be pretty fucking tight. I'm hoping it's, it's good, done, at least, also. It's done by the guy who did Fargo, 
Oh, and yeah, but it'll be good. The, the, the show Fargo, and I forget what other really good show, Legion on FX. Okay. He's uh, the executive producer and creator, kind of a showrunner of those things. That's going to be sick. So, then, okay. Yeah. And we got uh, Jackass 4 coming out September uh, 2021. Can't wait. That's I'm just hoping be that fucking I have my tight. vaccine so I can watch that shit. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be fucking crazy. Hopefully, well, hopefully, we'll see these old fucks get beat up this time. Oh, dude, I cannot wait. It's going to be hilarious. Um, there's also a She's All That movie remake called He's All That, uh, which we breaking bringing back uh, Rachel Lee Cook as, uh, I guess, that main character. Okay. That's cool, I don't I fucking... Guess. I don't know. Yeah. I don't I, really I, give a fuck. I, I just, you know... I vaguely remember it being put on in high school, like, as one of those fucking movies, like, where your teacher's like, I don't want to do shit today. We're throwing on the movie. And me not caring. Like, it's Freddie Prince Jr. or whatever the fuck. And yeah, I, I, I know I've seen <laughs> chunks and pieces of it. I don't know if it was high school or whatever, because I'm like... I, I'm of course in, it was high school. I mean, because I, I don't even remember when that fucking movie came out. I mean, like, but it just feels like one of those fucking movies. Okay, okay. And then uh, last tidbit uh, for everybody out there that, um, that likes soda, I got Pepsi Coca-Cola. will be uh, hitting stores in 2021. That's Pepsi coca or cocoa it's actually cocoa cola interesting yeah pepsi cocoa cola so, w- so what is it like it's, it's chocolate like a, yeah chocolate flavored fucking pepsi interesting so that sounds disgusting look out, look out for that in 2021 <laughs> um all right okay hell yeah start uh, the new year with a fucking with a cup of coke uh so uh just to let you guys know i'm gonna give you a little bit of an update here uh next week you'll get an episode from us. It is going to be reviews for Wonder Woman and for Soul on Disney. We'll try to keep it short. We're going to try to keep it real short because, uh, you know, trying to celebrate the New Year and stuff like that. So we're probably going to record that sometime this weekend and put it out on the regular Thursday before New Year's. But it's going to be a real short fucking episode just in and out, um, you know, because we're heading into the holiday season and I want to try to spend as much time with the family as possible. Two pump jump style. <laughs> so, you know, we just want you to know that we we thank you for taking the time to listen to us, um, you know, and participate. Yeah, happy holidays. Take some fucking time to review us on Apple. Uh, yeah. You know, you, it helps the fucking show. Um, you know, but honestly, thank you so much for the messages that, that we get from some of you. Like, yeah, request, you know, uh, request us to watch some shit, review some shit. We're still waiting on a few... Uh, Things like that, it'll be cool. Yeah, I mean, like we're always down for it, but like honestly, we really appreciate all the, all the love that we've gotten from the people that you know have, uh, you know, from you guys who have taken the opportunity to to listen to two knuckleheads, you know, talk films, shooting and, and the shit, show, shooting the shit. Um, and so with that, talking we, films like fucking that. Well, I'm a mad amateur, <laughs> you know? but um, you know, like, but I, I mean, honestly, we, we we love you for for it. Um, but please, if you get a chance, review us on Apple Podcasts and anywhere you can review us. Uh, follow us on on Spotify as the Renderos Brothers. We're on Anchor.fm slash the Renderos Bros. Yeah, follow us on uh, the for Insta-flex. all the links on Instagram. We are the Renderos Bros. Uh, you know, uh, as the holiday season as the year ends, um, we, we know we have just I'm. Fucking, I'm I'm so tired of this fucking this shit. But you know, like we're 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 turning a corner. You know, I things are gonna get worse before they get better. But stay safe out there. We're hoping that you're around with us in 2021 to be able to keep keep listening to us, to be able to spend time with your families, to be able to enjoy the short life that we already live anyway as a fucking human species. Yeah, get your fucking vaccines when they're ready. Get your vaccines when they're ready. Uh, you know, don't don't fucking think the government was involved. Oh, really? <laughs> Did you read a fucking read a fucking book or read a newspaper? You fucking know, Pfizer didn't take a single dime from the government. 
You know, said, oh, a billion dollars, really? I said, well, well, we but, fucking have a hundred billion dollars. Why the fuck? But are we on top of that, for you, for those of you who are afraid that maybe it was a rush job, they have been working on a vaccine for SARS back in 2014. Yeah, they've been, they've yeah. been working on this. They've been shit working for a while. on it. Uh, because um, SARS was also a pretty high killer in terms of things. It just was a slow mover, so we we didn't have to worry too much about it. And luckily, they had a base to start off with for its cousin, the COVID-19, that was able to be, you know, uh, viewed and caught. And, like, so they had a base to start with, with SARS, so they were able to rapidly move through the process. But, like, I'll be getting a vaccine for sure. I know my brother will as well and the entire family here. Um, But, yeah. Uh, stay safe, guys. Have a wonderful holiday season. We'll yeah, catch you next week. Rona, yeah, we'll, we'll tape off. <laughs> we'll catch you guys next week um, with Wonder Woman and Soul. Off, excuse me. And Soul. <laughs> I'm not a fiend. I'm not a fiend, so I wouldn't know. <laughs> uh, hit, hit me, Doc, with that heroin. Um, wear a mask, guys. Get that Rona. That hero Rona. <laughs> See ya. We'll catch you guys next week. Late. Thank <laughs> you.